0: Welcome to San Pedro the Podcast. My name is Mike Stark. San Pedro the Podcast is a virtual snapshot of the news, culture, politics, and the people of San Pedro, the segment of Los Angeles that sits between the Vincent Thomas Bridge and the breakwater to the Port of Los Angeles. This time, a special musical edition of San Pedro, the podcast. What happens to musicians that normally play in restaurants and bars that are now closed due to the coronavirus? In this episode, we speak with the hardest working musical duo in the South Bay, who have been a fixture in the San Pedro music scene for years, including a long, successful residency at the Port restaurant. Let's meet them.
1: Hi, everybody. My name's Andy Hill. Uh,
2: uh, I'm Renee Safe here, and we are
1: Andy and Renee, <laughs> and we have a band called Hard Rain. There's
2: something happening
3: here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there telling me I've got to beware. I think it's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. This battle line's being drawn. Nobody's right, right if everybody's wrong. Young, Young people speaking in their mind resistance from behind. I think it's time we stop, stop. children. What's, what's that, that sound? Everybody look. What's going down? What a feel they the heat. A thousand people in the street. Singing songs and carrying signs, mostly saying hooray for us. I think it's time we stop. Hey, what's What's that sound? sound? Everybody, look! What's going? Into your lives it will creep. It starts when you're always afraid. Step out of line, the man comes and he takes you away. Think it's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Stop. That sound everybody look What's going down? Stop now. What's that sound? Everybody
0: look What's going stop Listen, before we get started, i got to tell you, I tuned in on Easter, and I watch a lot of these online shows. You guys put together one of the best online shows I've seen since all of this started. I don't know what it is. There's something about the way you guys operate that makes everybody feel comfortable. You can tell you guys are comfortable. What do what do you guys got that uh, these other people don't? Can you can you explain that?
1: Pure luck, uh, (laughs) random acts
0: of (laughs) no, uh...
2: no. uh, Maybe it's because we've been playing together so long that that could be it.
0: It just seems you guys are just so comfortable. And I, I, I'm just wondering if it's because you guys have played in bars and where people don't pay attention all the time and, and that you're always distracted by things that may be going on in the bar. Do you think that has something to do with it?
1: I don't think there's any replacement for, you know, the years of experience of, of working with somebody and in terms of, um, you know, knowing the material that you're going to do and that. But something that crossed my mind, uh, we've done six 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 or or seven of of these, is as we've tried to deal with the wrinkles of learning this new technology, that's been been a very stressful undertaking. (laughs) And when we finally actually strum the guitar and sing something, I'm more aware than ever that the uh, the person beside me is my friend and and that that so that's the first moment of familiar familiar ground of the whole day at that point and there's a great feeling of liberation at that moment and and I feel like the first joke that gets cracked the first the first um, generated feeling that doesn't have to do with solving the problem of technology is a return into a, a world that I used to live in and love, you know? And, and so I, I really feel that and I feel I'm back home. There's Renee life is back to
0: normal. Mm. That totally makes sense. And it completely comes across uh, without a doubt. want to talk to you first When all of this took place, obviously you guys are probably the hardest working duo in the South Bay, without a doubt. And you had a bunch of shows cancel on you. How did that affect your psyche and obviously your bank accounts?
1: The last show that we did was a private party on March the 14th. And and then, but even before that, The uh, restaurants, I guess we did one a little bit before. We did a house
2: concert with Sarah Lee Guthrie and Joel Raphael on the 12th. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, Right here actually in my garage. And, um, and then that was it. That was the end of the line. Zero shows, like, like people in all sorts of uh, disciplines that that was the end of the work line for us. And it, at this point, I really, really have to hand it to Renee, who could not be denied. Like She immediately uh, pivoted to Internet. You know, we tried, she mentioned a minute ago, that we tried to do Stage It shows about 10 years ago, and it was such an awful experience. In- Nothing
2: against Stage It. It's no, just-
1: no it, was, it, it was awful in that there was all this, instead of us, setting up our stuff and playing it was us us setting up our stuff calling in other people having to collaborate over the phone problem solve all the stuff that we're doing now except there was no necessity for it back then because we had our other shows right so we chose to go i'm never going to do that again (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. now we we don't have that choice now and uh so, and Renee is the kind of person who will leap in and, and do it. I would have been faced with these problems and thought I got to solve all of these things mm. all the way down the line. And then we can do a show and we probably would just be getting around to maybe doing our first show now, if that was the case. Uh, but we did shows, there were problems, but our audience was really, uh, accommodating and, uh, every single show got better. And that little discovery that she talked about that, that learning that the microphone on a phone is better than the microphone on an expensive computer (laughs) is not a, that's not an intuitive thing. That's something that you learn against every intuition that you have. Um, So you know,
2: and now we're 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 trying to um, improve it again um, with some a rack mount gear and some software and whatever. Too too boring and uh, stressful to talk about, right? You know. <laughs>
0: but, exactly. Okay. So you had shows canceled, or are they postponed? Because there's a big deal now about canceling shows postponing shows are your shows like for instance you had a show at the Warner Grand i believe
2: Grand Annex yeah it was Andy's uh, birthday show and we had a whole um slate of surprise guests that were going to come and perform and surprise Andy on his birthday Happy birthday
0: Andy <laughs> thanks
2: <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was going to be a an epic night that got just thrown to the wind um so I, I, we might, you know, revisit it, you know, maybe on the s- six-month anniversary of his birthday or something. We'll see.
0: Well, you guys have a relationship with the Warner Grants. So once they open up again, they'll be more than anxious to have you come back and christen the place yeah. and get it, it rocking again, without yeah. a doubt.
1: And we look um, forward to that, too. They're, they're really good people over there, a wonderful venue. Um, and they treat their artists really well. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: You know, our, our gigs, they, other than that, you know, they mostly just are canceled. Sure. Um, and what's kind of interesting, I, I kind of think about this, with, it makes my stomach hurt. You know, it's like, it's not like you're going to call up a restaurant tomorrow and go, so you want to book June. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go. You know, even when the, the uh, shelter in place stops, you know, how many restaurants are going to be left, you know, vendors, right. Um, how many are going to be in a position to have entertainment. But I will say that for Andy and I, you know, a lot of our shows, we kind of self-produce just in response to that changing landscape over the years. So these online concerts I'm thinking are going to just become part of our kind of uh, stable of, ways we do music.
0: Yeah, and I also think you guys have always been doing a lot of house concerts, and I'm thinking that they might be the first thing that comes back in any regularity because people are going to want to have music. They're going to want to have that. They aren't going to be economically uh, strapped like a restaurant might be because they're trying to rebuild their business. So you guys are already in, in the game in that already. So let's hope that that works out for you.
2: Definitely. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly.
0: Okay, so your strategy once this hit was to what?
2: We've thought about doing some, like, video pieces and things like that. I mean, because everybody's at home, they're really starved for music and... Um,
1: and, just, community. and
2: community. community. Yeah. So when you read the comments of people who are watching the show together, they're interacting with each other like they would if they were seeing us live. You know, they're talking to each other. They're talking to us. And and it's just, you know, we can't really see those comments as we're playing. But my husband, Patrick, has been kind of our our conduit to the outside world when right. we're playing um, the shows. And he tells us, you know, people who make requests or some people who are watching from afar or wherever. And that's really helpful. Even to, just to have one enthusiastic person in the room.
0: Sure. Absolutely. And I, I also think that you have a real loyal fan base.
1: Yeah. We couldn't do it without those people. And we've said for years, our following is small, but they are, ferocious, generous, they're incredibly supportive. Um, One of the things that's crossed my mind is that this is the only time in our history, the history of Renee and I playing together, which began back in 1986. And in the history of our audience, where we've all been in this same, the identical situation of having to do whatever it is that we're doing alone at home. Mm. And, so we are no longer competing with every major league sporting event and every concert and every restaurant and every play, you know, all of those things. And it might be the closest we, we can all get performer and audience to getting a piece of that community. And it's so much less than actually being able to sit in a room with your friends, but, but, it's the only thing that's like that, and so it it grows in the in the feeling that you get from doing it. There, there's a greater need for it now than ever before, and so learning how to do this out of your garage and project it and trying to make it sound a bit better and look a bit better, it, it it's grown in proportion to the way it felt ten years ago when we were doing it, and it was just one other thing of the multitude of things that we could do.
0: That totally makes sense. And in some respects, I think it might even level the playing field. And you might even get some new fans from this sort of a a presentation. Because as you said, everybody's locked in at home. They see it on Facebook from one of their friends and they, ah, well, let's check that out. And you might gain some new fans.
1: Probably the first or second show. Uh, there you know when you do these you can see where people are coming from and you can even ask them it's fun thing to do you know and then people go yo frostbite jones from delaware you know (laughs) and stuff like that and you get a kick out of it but it became really evident really fast that there were people who could who saw us that would just simply would never have been able to see us maybe ever again or if so very rarely and so one of the things that we've bantered back and forth about is there are these platforms where you charge money and there's a limited number of people and they sort of more or less buy a ticket and they get in. And there's a sense of exclusivity with that versus what we're doing, which is a Facebook live and anybody who wants to wander by comes in and we've, because of what you're talking about, that the possibility that because people are stuck at home and one of the things they're doing is surfing Facebook and maybe they heard of us somewhere along the line or they saw us play somewhere along the line and then they notice that we're doing a concert, well, they come in and they come in for free. And they have, you know, they hear a song they like or they remember that night that they visited California and next thing
0: you know, they send in a tip How well are they responding to the tips and all that?
2: Really well. I mean, it's been super humbling. I mean, we've had everything from, you know, $5 on up, up, up. We have even had a few incredibly generous fans just send us a check, not tied to a show. And we just feel so fortunate. I mean, the fact that we're so lucky to be able to still do at a certain level what we do and maintain our finances to a degree is just you know so many people aren't in that boat and are really struggling and you know we just feel like we're just so incredibly lucky to still be able to do what we do not just from a financial standpoint um, but just from an energetic standpoint you know like for us Like some people don't like their jobs, you know, they just need to do them (laughs) because they make money. And that's, you know, that's unfortunate, but it's a reality. That's right. Andy and I are, you know, we love to play music. And so when that's potentially taken away, it's not just a financial hit, but it's an emotional and a spiritual hit. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to do it to whatever degree we can and make a little money or make a little bit more money than that is just icing on the cake you know like it keeps you going
1: after maybe two or three shows we were so surprised by the outpouring of generosity from our audience that we were able to start uh, partnering with the midnight mission and giving a share of the proceeds to the to that group that serves the homeless in los angeles
4: You held me so tight
0: obviously adapting to this, is it at all creatively stifling this way of doing it? Or are you adjusting to it or how's that working out in terms of the creativity? Way more
1: musicians than, than in an average sample of the rest of humanity are nerds. They're, they're people what? who are, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, but it, a lot of introversion, um, spending a lot of time in, when you were young b- being in your room by yourself. And um, and that's how you get good at this. I've felt a tremendous tranquility outside of the stress of trying to learn how to put those new shows on. Every single day I, I'm in my garage with my guitar and piano, and I absolutely love it. I just uh, now creatively I'm not sure I, I haven't been writing but I've been playing and playing and playing and this is something that's possible under the old paradigm but just I, I, I'm a procrastinator I get diverted by meaningless things and all that but something about being in quarantine has has made the presence of this opportunity, this unusual opportunity that might not be available to somebody who's not like a musician, doesn't have a hobby or a passion that's sort of like that in some way. Uh, but for a musician, it's, it, it's been really good for me.
0: And based on what you just said, I'm guessing that creativity will be kind of the next step, maybe.
1: That would be nice. Uh, Leonard Cohen used to say that uh, songwriting was like sitting at a toll booth. And, you know, you go up to the toll booth and and the guy says, well, what do you have? And you say, well, I I got a girlfriend that I love. And he goes, I... Not interested. Goes, well, I've got a drug addiction. Not not interested. And, and, and you know, this goes on and on and he gives everything that he has and the toll booth operator rejects it all. And the, the songwriter finally says, Well, I got I got nothing that nothing left. And the toll booth guy says, That's what we want. And mm. it's not helpful at all. Like, <laughs> Like yeah. how are you said, that's how you write a song? It <laughs> sounds like a recipe how to not write a song. Right. Yeah. But
0: thanks, Leonard. Yeah, exactly.
2: What we have done, though, is um, we've been getting, like, we have like 470 songs on our song list. Right. And um, that we always say we claim to know how to play because – you know a lot of those songs never get requested and then you kind of forget how they go you know and so this has kind of people have been making requests or we've been going hey you know we haven't played fill in the blank for a really long time let's <laughs> relearn that or get that back up to performance level you know right so if i don't know if that's creativity but at least it's it's you know in that yeah. Di- general direction. Yeah,
0: it's mu- moving the molecules around in the brain, at least, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. That,
2: and that that's been really fun. And um, and I wanted to say something about earlier about when you were talking about doing the shows. I think it was about keeping the energy up or whatever. You know, it's 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 funny. You know, you do we'll do tons of shows, and you know, I'm never nervous when we do a show unless it's something that a special event and we're doing a lot of maybe new material or or something like that but when you're playing in a room by yourself or that's nerve-wracking it's really weird and I've had several other musicians who've done these online shows concur with that it's um it's not about like there might be you know a lot of people you don't know watching you it's not about that it's some other weird thing Um, And it takes you a few songs to kind of get comfortable. Right. And um, we had an experience last night where we had um, a friend hire us to do a small Zoom birthday party. So we were, were to play and, you know, we, we ended up, Uh, not staying on zoom, but the beginning of it, we played a few songs and could see everybody's faces on the screen and just being able to see the people bopping both Andy and I were like, Oh my God, that made all the difference in the world.
1: It was the first show of the seven or eight that we've done where right off the bat, we felt felt
2: normal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
2: So you know, it's not um, it's not unpleasant or when we do the other ones, but we definitely felt palpably the the recycling of the energy, sure, Even through the computer screen, just seeing the people's faces,
0: the audience feedback, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well. Uh- I can't end this interview without asking the, the big obvious question, <laughs> something that you guys have been involved with for many, many years. What is the future of Dillon Fest through all this, as far as you know, at this point?
2: Well, we're in the no news is good news phase. Um, <laughs> for last year, we or well, the fr- last quite a few years, we've been having Dillon Fest the first weekend of May. But last year, um, the Beach Life Festival, um, huge festival in Redondo, three-day festival with a, you know... Big- Head,
1: headlining with Willie Nelson. Yeah. No, uh, no conflict with the yeah, demographic. We were we
2: were, we were pitted against that giant festival um, last year. And, um, of course, we didn't know when we scheduled the date that that was going to happen. And so uh, we we suffered a you know, not a huge hit, but about a 10 to 15% drop in attendance, which wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Actually, we had, you know, people were really great and supported Dylan Fest. And because of that, I was in contact with the producers of that event um, immediately after and asked them to let me know when beach life was going to be this year. So we didn't schedule it the same weekend, so they chose the first weekend of May again. And so we moved to the end of May, May 30th. That might have saved Dylan Fest for this year, at least if we get to, you know, because of that. We don't know yet.
1: The venue right. has not canceled it yet. Yeah. So we're right now, we're just in a holding position.
2: Hopefully, if, if it doesn't get to go on, we'll maybe reschedule, we'll reschedule it for the fall or something
1: great we'll we'll definitely do it it's such a big part of our lives oh
0: absolutely and and maybe even if you don't do it this year you skip a year and start next year
1: yeah it is interesting that the 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 ones that you remember the most are often the ones that were impacted by some awful thing you know the uh we had one a couple of years ago where it rained.
0: Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. That's it was an awesome show. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: It's only awesome because nobody got electrocuted or tens of thousands of gear, dollars worth of gear, into camera.
0: Yeah, the potential was there, wasn't it?
1: For <laughs> sure. <laughs> this will be the year where it happened in the pandemic, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. it gets moved to whatever. But everybody will remember why and they'll yeah. remember what they
0: were doing that year at that time. People can still buy your merch and stuff. Why don't you do a plug for that? At-
1: Everything is available on our website, com, and then you can hunt around on that website. There's a store, and you can see all our – I think we've got 16 CDs, a bunch of DVDs, shaker eggs. There's Shirts. A lot, a lot of people ask about the mugs. <laughs> um, so –
2: And also, um, you can sign up for our mailing list on there. So you can get notices of all our online shows and our travel and our local shows if if and when we ever get to do those again. And we still have our um, August, uh, West Coast August house concert tour is still happening at this point. So we'll be going from LA up to Vancouver, British Columbia and back. So if you're any, and you know, and if you want to, host an event, either in person or um, a virtual event. We're doing a a bunch of those these days, too. So you can can email us and contact us and find out about that there.
0: That's awesome. Thank you, guys. I love you guys a lot and only wish the best for you. And it sounds like you're on the right road in terms of business and creativity and, and all of that.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. We really appreciate you and your support and your... You're such a mensch. We love it.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Mike.
3: So much attention I'm a trout at the market on ice Let me tell ya Nothing but a big piece of kelp on the beach A big hunk of drip wood on the shore What kind of plywood you gotta buy in a sheet lean it on the wall, Lay it on the cold, cold floor Stops at the top of the stairway Changes a lipstick again The movie begins at 8.30 My watch says a quarter past ten To my baby Nothing but a big piece of kelp on the beach A big hunk of on the shore The kind of plywood you gotta find a sheet Painting
0: on the wall on the
3: cold, cold floor beach a big hunk of driftwood on the shore the kind of plywood you gotta find a sheep? You used me as a means to win, end I just want to know why. When you made love to me, you were calling the names of my friends. You left me wiggling like a great big green blob of kelp on the beach, a big hunk of driftwood on the shore.
0: Many thanks to Andy and Renee for joining us on this edition of San Pedro, the podcast. Please like our Facebook page, share and subscribe to the podcast at facebook.com. San Pedro podcast, all one word. See you next time.